Hello, hello. This is uh, Skadian Voices of Color. Uh, the focus of this podcast is to highlight and present persons of color who participate within the Society of Creative Anachronism. Uh, we are here to listen to our stories and our experiences within the most multinational organization while providing insight into the world of those recreating and exploring the Middle Ages. So, uh, within the SCA, I am known as Warder Rashid Alsana. I've been an active member of the organization since 2013. Uh, the main, my main focus within the uh, SCA has been on historical fencing in serving my community as part of its command structure for the rapier community. Uh, our previous podcast was a conversation with uh, Sergeant Tark, and that was a wonderful chat on his passions in and outside the SCA. Uh, today, I have a guest here uh, coming from the West. This is uh, August. Now, um, August is actually uh, His Excellency Honda, but uh, I'm going to let uh, him tell his story here. So, um, hello. Um Hey, hey! Do you prefer me calling you uh, August or or His Excellency? What do you, What do you like? Oh, geez, uh, <laughs> Your Excellency seems so formal. Uh, I'm still not really used to that. Title. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Do you prefer me just call you Honda then? Yeah, you can call me Honda. Uh, I think that would definitely be the most comfortable. <laughs> okay, not, not not a big deal at all. So, since we're on that, uh, what's your full SCA or persona name? Like, what what is it in in length? So, what's interesting about that story is that it's been ever evolving. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> and my full SCA name, as it is now, is Honda Ehachiro. Okay. And so, my persona is modeled off of a uh, late feudal era mm-hmm. samurai. Okay. Um, but I've also been known as Honda Augustine Minamoto. Okay. And I've also been known as Ryu. Okay. So why the changes? Like, why did you go through different, you know, names, surnames? Like, what what was the motiv- motivation so, behind that? The original name... Um, that I went by was something that I picked really fast uh, that I kind of didn't give a whole lot of thought to that was I knew was Japanese. Okay. Uh, it was because I was 16. Okay. Um, and when I rejoined the SCA, uh, I, again, hadn't given my persona name a whole lot of thought. Okay. And my friend at the time turned to me and goes, why don't you just go with Honda? Everybody knows what a Honda is, and that's Japanese, right? And I went, you know what? Honda's a great name. I'm just going to go with Honda. And it nice. kind of sucks. <laughs> that's wonderful. That's really wonderful. So, you know, on that, like, you know, as far as your persona goes, like, you know, why did you choose it? Why'd you, why, why'd you go with, you know, the background that this <clears throat> person is? Like, you know, uh, is it a reflection of yourself? My, or, you know. My love of of my persona started with the deep love of the armor that samurai wore. All right. Um, and I remember seeing pictures of this armor and just all of the pageantry with it. And I fell in love with it. And that's when I decided, you want, that's what I want to be. Nice. Uh, and so when I first joined the SCA, we all joined, you know, loving the Western parts of, of, history, right? The, mm-hmm. the Arthurian legends and 
and you know hearing about King Henry and, and King Charles and all these these other great Western kings. Yeah, in the and swath. so originally when I joined, I, I wanted to try and do 15th century okay. English. Oh, um, but as I got more involved, I, I really got this deep appreciation for the Japanese art. Okay, I guess is the best way to put it. All right, what uh, what era do you per- represent? I, maybe I missed that there. Like, what are you, where are you currently as far as your uh, you know what era? So. I am technically the late 16th century, okay. what we call the uh, the end of the Sengoku era. So this is the high point of feudal Japan oh. right before it became uh, the Tokugawa, which is like the ruling class up until Commodore Perry bust down the door uh, to the Isle of Japan. Okay. And so I picked this period because it's, it's the high point. Like all of the, all of the, Fancy armor, everything that you've seen at this point, everything is all laid out for you. And so I picked that arrow because of the armor that I wear on the field. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Now, I don't know much about, you know, that that, that particular, you know, part of Japanese history. So, like, it seems really interesting. It's something I'm, I'm trying to get more and more familiar with. And I do see a lot of parallels with what was happening in the East, you know, as far as the feudal system versus what was happening in the West. But it's not exactly the same, is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's. But. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Repeat that. No, no. I was going to say, like, basically, it's like. I, I see a lot of the parallels between the East and the West when it comes to like the feudal system and the, some of the way that societies are structured. Like, I, I just think it's you know really fascinating. And, you know, uh, is a lot of that you know a lot of those similarities is that just a coincidence or like would you know or is that just so? Else? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the feudal system is the feudal system. Yeah. You know, you served the Lord. The Lord had land uh, which you were supposed to tend to. People paid taxes. I mean, in that aspect, it's extremely similar. Okay. And a lot of social aspects is very similar as well. You know, there are plots. People are trying to rise in rank. People are trying to maintain what they have. And w- what makes it more interesting uh, to me is that the combat systems between the two areas are so vastly different. Okay. Um, and that that's what makes the armor so interesting, in my opinion, is because you look at European armors with mail and plate and these heavy swords and these large horses. Okay. And then you take a look at the eastern part of it, and they're wearing very different armor. They do a very different style of combat. You know, they, they're not on the field with shields that they wear <laughs> and, and all of this sort of, all of these differences makes it seem so exotic. But when you boil it down, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's, I guess, base desires is the same. I want more land. <laughs> you know, I want more power. You know, I, I want a larger family. I want to go marry this lady, but this guy's in the way. <laughs> right on. Right on. I like that. Now, it seems to me you've touched on combat a couple of times. It, is that what spurred you to join the SEA or was it something else? So the combat... I didn't experience until later in my SCA journey. 
Okay. Now, it wasn't originally the combat that I came for, but I tried joining the FCA when I was 16. Okay. And so the Shire that I was in is the Shire of Rock Eldon. Now the canton of Rock Eldon is Ayrton. All right. And when I showed up to practice, they're like, oh, uh, a new person. And they got to ask me a couple of questions. And somebody was like, you look a little young. <laughs> I go, I'm 16. And they go, oh, unfortunately, you can't participate until you're 18 yeah. in the combat aspect. And I was just kind of dejected a little bit. No. But I did get a glimmer of hope um, in that they sent me to somebody who did Japanese stuff that really wound up fostering my love of Japanese art and poetry and armor. Mm-hmm. And that gentleman's name was Kuji. Kuji. Uh, and not only did I meet Kuji, but I met, met Kitsune at the same time. Okay. The Honorable Lady Kitsune. And so that started my entire journey, my foray uh, into all of this. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. I like, I like that. And you mentioned my friend Katsume there, and she's really 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 just an inspiration like it, the way she does service the way she cares herself she's a really great person so i know we have that in common oh there. no and she's always been that way okay um you know i was this lost young teenager and she was always nothing but friendly and still is nothing but friendly <laughs> i cannot say enough good things about her yeah and and yeah i've i've known her probably just a couple years now but you know i'm i'm gaining a lot of respect for what she does and how she and how she goes about it in the sca now you know what are some of the things you do in the sca like i I know you're you know currently you know currently the baron you know and and i'm you know and i know the baron has a lot of responsibilities you know like, what are some of your favorite things to do? You know, service is obviously one of them, but like, expound on that. What What do you uh, What do you like to do when you're at an event? So, unfortunately, I don't find myself very talented in a lot of things. <laughs> so, I, I, and I, I mean, I think in your last interview, Tariq put it very well. You know, you want to do these things, and then you take a look at all of these great works, and you're like oh man, I'm never going to be able to do these things. But then you remember just how much time yeah. it took to cultivate those skills and those abilities. And I, I love combat and how I function in normal life. If I had decided to go do all the things that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. I, would, I knew I would not get very far on any of them. So mm-hmm. I concentrated on kind of making Japanese armor and fighting. Okay. Um, and I have a deep respect for all of the artisans in the SBA, uh, all of the calligraphers, all of the fiber art. It's just so awesome to, to go around and see all of these things that they create. And I know for a fact that I would never have the time and the skill and the patience to learn all of this. Mm-hmm. So I really just appreciate it. Yeah. So... You kind of touched on it there. So you you do do Japanese armor. You actually uh, help put it together. Like you know, like because uh, that's like one of yeah. the yeah. So, um, when I first started getting into the armoring aspect mm-hmm. of my persona, it was 
2004, 2005-ish. And there weren't a whole lot of people that made Japanese armor. You know, you you can't go out and buy a lot of the stuff that we wear, uh, unlike, say, like a 14th century kit. You know, that stuff is everywhere. And so it was really upon the Japanese community at the time to look at the resources that we had and try and figure out how to make the best kit that we could. And so I started my journey reading uh, something published by the late Anthony Bryant called the Sengoku Daimyo, okay. uh, especially the armor section. And that was my my like diving headfirst into all of this. <laughs> and so like eight suits of armor later, I'm currently <laughs> wearing what I wear. Nice, nice. I've seen your armor. It's fantastic. I just want to say that it's really, it really is. Now, um, oh, thank you. Yeah, now you know, I, I we're all you know we're all geeks here in the SCA. I assume uh, maybe some of us aren't. Um, so I'm I'm kind of intrigued. Like, what are some of the things you do outside of the SCA? Like, what if you have time? Like, I, I assume like you know we all have you know a few hours after work to you know try to get all of our life in. But you know, what do you, what do you like to do? What are some of your passions outside of this? Oh, geez. Well, currently, I mean, uh, and I'm not going to lie, being barren Mm -hmm. has really consumed a lot of my free time. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I watch our our barren. I'm just going, wow. I I see that, like, you go to an event, you're like, oh, yep, we got to go talk about this. Got to go do that. Oh, I have to listen to people complain about things or, you know, try to figure out, you know, what the next, you know, the next thing that our, you know, our barony needs. It's it's a full time it's a full-time hobby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> I dabbled in, in martial arts. Okay. Judo, Aikido, things like that. Fun. Um, I do enjoy playing video games. That's, that's another big one. I mean, who doesn't like playing a couple of video games here uh, now and then, right? <laughs> yeah, when we have time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but I mean, other than that, it's a pretty boring life. <laughs> the SBA is really the, the spice what I decided to spice my life up. Yeah. No, I, I get that, man, especially since, you know, with the SEA, and I try to explain this to my non-skating friends who just, like, look at me and go, oh, wow, that's a lot of an, a lot of investment there. Well, well, yeah, I didn't, like, buy all this at once. I didn't build all this at once. It it takes time. I'm like, they're, they're like, that's what I mean. I'm not talking about the I mean, money. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I guess I was used to investing that sort of stuff in my hobbies anyway. Yeah. Because prior to the SBA, I, I did the con circuit. Oh, okay. You know, you're just a teenage guy running the con circuit. You, you cosplay. You spend money on tons of stuff. You know, it was just... I think about it now, and I'm like, man, <laughs> I do not have any cheap hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this is not an inexpensive thing to do, but it's one of those things where I tell people that want to get involved in the SCA, like... You don't need to do that all overnight. You know, it's a, it's a, it's something, it's a goal that you can reach, but you know, if you're not, you know, independently wealthy, you're going to need to save up or, you know, well, learn to build things. That's part of the uh, creative aspect of the SCA, I guess. So. Right, right. Yeah, well, so, and I, I think that, that, that brings up a good point that yeah. I think a lot of new people are overwhelmed by is that they see a lot of this pageantry and they see a lot of these like really well-made things. And they're like, Oh man, I'm never going to get to that point. But let's be honest. I showed up to my first event in a T tunic and 
flat pajama pants. <laughs> I mean, what what did you show up to your first event in? I showed yeah. up in uh, I showed up in green sweatpants in a borrowed tunic out of our at the time Shires uh, out of their gold key, and it was a uh, it was a fascinating sight at the time. I had dreadlocks, so. Just, you know, just kind of a, you know, big, burly black guy wearing green sweatpants showing up to, for medieval things. <laughs> it uh, kind of threw a few yeah. people, but they got used to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> I, I think people get too concentrated on the end goal that they forget that everybody has to start. Yeah, you know? yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, and, and the whole point of our groups, our shires, our cantons, our our baronies, are to support those people, both you know people that are new at it and people maybe people that are coming back to it, or you know, or people that have been continuously working. We're, we're, it's supposed to be a support network, and I think sometimes we lose sight of that. You know, sometimes we like to just bicker and and fight because that's what humans human beings do. But we you know really are a, you know a, a good place to you know a good place to start especially if you're in a in new in an area if you're skating all you have to do is go okay what you know what what groups are in this area oh barony of such and right. such and such let me reach out to you know, reach out to their seneschal reach out to you know their, their shadowing you know you know reach out and see you know what's going on mm-hmm. yeah and it's uh yeah it's something that i find we need to encourage like everybody it's not just one person's role to you know to you know you know, basically trying to drum up new, you know, new blood. So, uh, back to, you know, back to, you know, going back to your persona, like it seems to me that, you know, you know, much of your ethnic background has some influence on why you chose it. And, you know, is that assumption correct? Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> again, like I showed up to my first SBA event when I was 16, mm-hmm. you know, wide eyed and, and like, Oh my God, this is all so awesome. And I wanted to do, you know, kind of 15th century armor, mm-hmm. you know, the height of, of what you would call plate mail with, with the uh, helmets and, and, and the, the winged pauldrons. And I, I thought that was also awesome. <laughs> but the first event that I showed up to, like, I took a look around and there were no people of color. Yeah. Not a single one. And there were a couple of samurai, uh, uh, Samurai personas, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, "Man, there are a lot of white guys samurais around here." <laughs> <laughs> and but you know, in, in talking to them, like, and I don't know if you know who Nissan is, but Nissan. Nissan was was a was a big name out here. Okay. And when I talked to Nissan, and he let me touch the armor and talked to me a little bit about it, I mean, that's when I was like, "Yeah." I got to represent a little bit because uh, <laughs> I can't be an Asian guy playing another, you know, European persona. Like that's just not that there's anything not going to work. Not that there's anything right. wrong not with that. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I felt like I had to represent a little bit more of who we were uh, and be proud of it. Yeah. Like, I think that's really like I, the, the fact that you, you know, you mentioned that, that, you know, you went there and you well like, looked around like, yeah, I guess there aren't any, any persons of colors, you know, it, it's, it's no one here. I remember my first event, I, you know, I, it wasn't that weird to me, like, because, you know, in, in some pockets of, you know, the ner- greater nerd world out there, it's pretty, uh, pretty pasty white. <laughs> 
And I mean, that's, that's the truth. Yeah, that's, that's the truth. Just the of truth. It. Yeah. And, and, you know, and so when I got to the SCA and it's just, you know, that another layer and I'm just like, wow, it's really white. Now, I discovered that down, you know, as I stayed and played more, that there were more persons of colors, you know, different men and women and, you know, and anything in between that were out there playing. And, you know, it's always weird when you when you see someone and you're trying not to, you know, go, hey, you're not white. <laughs> like, that's not probably the best way to approach someone you've never met in your life before. Well, yeah. I mean, I. I mean, I guess that brings up a really good point. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, we are so few and far between that I know for a fact that if I haven't ever met you in person, I've at least heard of your name if yep. you're a, a POC. I mean, it, it, it's just, that's how it works. Yeah. Like, I, um, I, I knew who you, you know, knew of you before I ever met you. <laughs> and so, like, I, I guess, that's either a good thing or a bad thing because then your <laughs> reputation precedes you, you know? Yeah. Uh, hopefully it was a good thing. <laughs> it, well, yeah, it's a positive thing. I just, <laughs> but yeah, I, I totally get that. Like, yeah, your reputation definitely can precede you good or bad. Yeah. But, um, now one thing that I like, like to stress whenever I'm like, you know, doing an interview with anyone here is that, you know, it's, you know, it's not something that's meant to be a, a, a place to vent, you know, it's not a place to be a, a, uh, you know, you can definitely vent here, but don't get me wrong, but it's not a uh, it's not going to be a, a cesspool of just negativity. But with that in mind, like one of the things I always ask here in these interviews is like, you know, have you ever encountered any unique situations or issues as a person of color within the SCA? And if so, like what you know, what are they? You know, <clears throat> listening to the last interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Sergeant, you know, when I heard him say his experience uh, with some very with some very heated moments, yeah, I remember being asked recently, like, "Have you ever had a bad experience in the SBA?" And when I was initially asked that question, like, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, "No, I've I've never really had a bad experience with the SBA," and honestly. I really haven't had a lot, mm-hmm. um, if any. And, and the reason is, is that my home group, uh, Verity of Cherry Farm, did a wonderful job, I feel, in shielding me as a new person and fostering a lot of the love that I have for the FDA now. Okay. And some of the things I've heard from the person that I was very close with, uh, Baroness uh, Pona, mm-hmm. You know, it made me realize just how much they blocked a lot of this out from me. Yeah. I'm really thankful for that. But I, I did have a, an experience recently. Okay. Um, up in North Shield. Uh, mm. It was after an event. I remember standing next to His Majesty uh, Conrad at the time. All right. And there was another POC, an Asian lady. And I cannot remember her name for the life of me that was very upset. She had been mistaken for somebody else that was also Asian. Mm. Um, and it, it wasn't just a one-off. It happened multiple times. And she said to Conrad, his majesty at the time, she goes, I just snapped at this last person. 
And I told them, that's not who I am. You're thinking of the other Asian. And she goes, I was ashamed. She's like, but I was just so mad. Yeah. And I've heard stories like this. Her story is not, you know, um, yeah. is not alone. I've heard stories of, of uh, uh, Mistress Harley and Kitsune yeah. and even Zara being mistaken for each other. Which and is, for the life of me, I can't figure out how that can happen. I don't know at um, all. They're, they're, they're not only... You know, not only are they, you know, very distinct looking from each other, like, it's just... Exactly. They, they, their personalities aren't even the same. Not even remotely. But I think when I heard the story, I felt for her. I mean, we've all had that moment yeah. where we get mistaken for somebody else as yeah. a POC. Because, again, your reputation precedes you. People think they know who you are without ever meeting you or have met you peripherally. Um, but I, I think that that touches on a, a larger theme mm. that I have personally in the SDA is that we need to start giving everybody the, the, um, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. They're not trying to be malicious. Most people in the SDA that I've met, almost everybody wants to help you. Yeah. Everybody wants to tell me about what they're working on. Everybody wants to, you know, be a comrade. Yeah. Because this is the thing that we choose to do. But I think that there's a little bit of sensitivity missed um, sometimes, mm-hmm. not all the time. When all they have to do is say, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Yeah. It's okay to not remember who I am. I meet hundreds of people that I don't remember. I remember their face, but I'm terrible with names. Yeah. Uh, it, it, in fact, you know, I'll admit, uh, I'll admit on on record, like even with some of my cousins, sometimes their names escape me. Yeah. Her Excellency <laughs> Allegra, who just hosted Crown. Yeah. I tried to introduce her to my wife, and I blanked on her name. That's just human nature. <laughs> It, it was super embarrassing. Yeah. And I, I just begged for forgiveness. And I mean, if you just do something as simple as that, like, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. Yeah. You know, you can diffuse that sort of situation quickly. Yeah. And I think, you know, in, in, from my opinion, like, you know, from my point of view, I think it might have the, a little bit to do with, you know, people's egos. Like, you know, sometimes people, oh, no, that's definitely them. I, 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 I know them. And, and then they go up to them like, oh that is not them at all it happens and you know we get we kind of get lost in the moment like that now right i occasionally have been mistaken for sergeant Tarek, which i don't know if you've seen the two of us i'm not not gonna lie that confuses me (laughs) i i i I was very confused like sergeant Tarek. i'm like looking around is, is he near me like He's not even at this event. Oh, <laughs> I just realized. So they, they even talk. from my yeah, <laughs> even from my night, His Majesty Seto, mm-hmm. like he's told me that he's been mistaken for Sabah. How? And I'm like, I have no clue how you even do that. Yeah, like <laughs> they don't wear the same. They don't wear the same armor. They're not the same build. They're both tall and black. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that's their commonality. Like they don't even they don't no, even have, no. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> they don't even have the same walk. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. It's, right, right, right. Well, yeah. and I, I guess that, that leads into another good thing, like, uh, like, uh, like armor on the field. Mm-hmm. I remember once I was in armor, I was told to go fetch somebody and they were wearing so-and-so armor. I look on the field, I'm like, uh, how am I supposed to even tell? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. And did you, after a while, you start to go, oh, yeah, there's such and such over there. They're wearing that armor. And if you see someone right, and right, you right. recognize their body, but their arm is wrong, you have this weird, you know, this weird thing in your head, just, co- you know, this cognitive dissidence where you're like, are, are you, are you, are you, who is this? Who is this? And it's weird. Yeah. That, you know, that's that's why heraldry is so important. But man, <laughs> that would that would right. that would be so, a daunting thing. <laughs> I mean, that I mean, that brings up a great point, because uh, uh, what was it uh, at uh, at border skirmish? Mm-hmm. I didn't even recognize my own knight because he changed the European armor oh, no. with the helmet on. I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, Seto, is that you? Was, yeah. I'm like. I should have recognized you by the voice, but I couldn't tell from the armor. Yeah, that's the thing. You're, you're looking for that cue. Like, all right, where's Seto? Where's he? Uh, uh, where is he? Oh, he's wearing European today. Odd. <laughs> now, you know, as far as your relationship with, you no, know, you know, his 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 Majesty, you know, Seto. Like, you know, how 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 far does that go? Like, how long have you guys known each other? So, I've known of Seto peripherally for a long time. Okay. Um, he was Sir Vargas's squire. Mm. And I remember being at a Rites of Spring and I saw him on the field. And I'm like, oh man, there's another POC. <laughs> and I think at the time he was authorizing for, for either a uh, two-handed sword or pole arm. So this is like probably 2007, 2008. Oh, so a while uh, ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so... Like, I'd known of Seto for a very long time before I got to know Seto. Mm. Uh, and so I've only really gotten to know Seto in the last two, three years. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, he's a, you know he's an excellent person. Uh, you know, I've encountered him quite a bit, had a few conversations. Eventually, I am going to be interviewing him, but I'm going to wait till he, you know, he's less busy. <laughs> Speaking of that, like, you know... He, we kind of already touched on this in some early discussions, but like, like when you see a you know person of color at an event, like how does that make you feel? Well, I think we all have a little bit of sense of camaraderie with each other because you know it's, you you give a nod and like, hey, you're not alone out here. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I mean, like I I treat them like anybody else. You know, they, it's a new friend, a new person I can learn from. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean it's. It's always exciting to meet new people. It is. That's why I joined. I I joined because, you know, I saw a really cool activity. You know, that's always the latch. Like, I, you know, I'm really, really was enamored with fencing. I love it. It's great. Um, but that's not why I stayed. I stayed because I like meeting new people, different perspectives. It's just, you know, it's it's a very stimulating thing to do on the weekends. Not only on the weekends, but throughout the week. But it's just... You know, it can it could set, you know, it, you know, the, you know, the worst day at, at an event is way better, in my opinion, than, you know, your best day at work. Like it really. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree with you by and far. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, someone told me that really early on. I'm like, oh, that's nonsense. And then I had a really bad event and I'm sitting there and something clicked in my head. I'm like, that wasn't that bad. 
that was actually i still got to do interesting things you know that was kind of having a bad brain day it happens but you know it it's something that it really you know really just solidified that whole notion of yeah a bad day at an event is still better than the best day you could have at work (laughs) yeah so uh, you know one thing i always like to ask people is like you know what is you know what is something that you've learned over your time in the sca you've been doing this a lot longer than i have like even it sounds like you did have you know a second stint but i i've only been doing this for you know in this decade about you know less than seven you know almost seven years i should say so like what you know and you know what have you learned what can you share like what what do you want to you know tell people out there especially if they're you know thinking about joining the SCA or thinking about getting back into it? So, I mean, in, in my time here, I've seen people leave. I've seen people come back. Mm-hmm. I've seen people start. And I've seen people flourish. Yeah. And I think the, the best advice I have for somebody new is just find something you love and just stick to it. Don't let anybody else tell you where you're supposed to be or what you're supposed to be doing or how you're supposed to do it. You know, do what you love and don't let anybody else discourage you from whatever that is. Yeah. I think, you know, everybody learns something. Everybody has something to learn, you know, and everybody in the SDA is, is trying to master whatever it is that they're doing. We're trying to figure out how to take it to the next level and find somebody who has that same passion as you. And just beat on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's one thing that there's no shortage of in the SBA is passion. Yes. Passion for fighting, you know, passion for learning, passion for dancing, for yeah. singing, for playing music. It is one of the greatest things of the SBA that I feel that we can that we offer that no other thing does. Yeah. And that is you can quite literally anything you want and there will be somebody else doing it too yeah yeah it's it's an amazing thing and i i I just think that you know for me my journey's just beginning and i hope to continue as long as i can but um uh, i will say i will ask one more question and and then we'll wrap this up here because i know we've been talking for a bit but um what advice specifically do you have for persons of color if they want to join the SCA? What what are some things you want to encourage? Because I I know you know generally speaking, yeah, find a passion, you know, get you know get involved with people. But you know, what do you what advice do you have for those that might be hesitant based on recent news that we've seen? So, unfortunately, my my one piece of advice would also be kind of a warning okay is that there are more people paying attention to you than you might think and that will echo Mm. people in the sda have a long memory and especially when you are more noticeable Mm -hmm. people will remember you yeah i mean but you know again just if you keep that in the back of your mind whenever you say something or whenever you, you want to go pursue something, it is also your greatest boon. Yeah. The fact that people will be talking about it one yeah. way or another. Um, and I just have that work for you and not against you. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I think that's excellent advice. Like that's something I would tell anyone that's hesitant of the SCA. But for those that are persons of color, it's it is a good both warning. It also it's an encouraging word too, because if that means if you're great, people may 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 notice you more. You know, but you know for for better or worse, I guess. So, thank you, Your Excellency. I, you know, I know you don't you know really feel comfortable with that, but hey, you know you are excellent. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so thank yeah, so thank you for your time thank today. Thank you very much, Sergeant. Yeah, 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 yeah. So thank you for your time today. I do hope you enjoyed our discussion. And everything sound pretty good to you? Yeah, no, everything was great. Thank you for inviting me uh, to this podcast, this Storycast. Awesome, awesome. It was yeah. very enjoyable. Good, good. Well, I definitely will be uh, sharing this with you here as soon as I can. But um, I will say this, uh, you know. Now this concludes our podcast, and I would love to talk to more of you. So uh, be sure to reach out to me. I have multiple different ways, to, m- multiple different avenues to contact me. But you know, I'll just leave it with this. Uh, just remember that uh, everybody has a story. Our talk today has been with Baron Hanna of Kevin Thank you. And thank you, friends, for listening to this episode of Skadian Voices of Color. Our next episode of the MK Storycast will be coming up in just a few weeks, and if you would like to be interviewed for the Skadian Voices of Color, please visit us by searching for the MK Storycast page on Facebook and send us a message, or visit us at mkstorycast.com. If you would like to support our work, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com mkstorycast, where you can choose from a variety of tiers to help us in our mission to record the stories of people of color in the SCA. Your support helps us by enabling us to record, produce, and host our podcast. Thanks to everyone who supports us as a patron. Our Macenas supporters are... The Honorable Lord Aswan Swan and Lord Rashid Al-San. This episode conducted, recorded, and produced by Rashid Al-Sana and Bianvani Rahul, except where otherwise noted. Our intro and credits music are composed by an Iskadian Voices of Color logo was designed by Lord Rashid Al-Sana. Iskadian Voices of Color is a special series presented by the MK Storycast, which is an independent production from a paper news and is in no way affiliated with or beholden to the Society for Creative Anachronism or any of its ruling bodies. So until we next meet, thank you for listening. See you soon. And don't forget, everyone has a story.